Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone downloading, subscribing, following the podcast, and of course, our video feed here on the 94 WIP YouTube page. Myself, Tucker Bagley, who will hop on in a few minutes, uh, give our big take in the world of Philadelphia sports every single day. And and today, and it's really been this way for a few days now, it, it's all about the Sixers and what they're going to do this summer and what they're going to do with their biggest decisions. And, and the James Harden situation is what it is. They obviously don't really want him here. He opted in. And I just feel like that's just a matter of time until they could find the right deal to move him. But really the big decision and what's holding the NBA up right now is Dame Lillard and where he's going to go if he gets his wish to go to Miami or if the Blazers do what's right for their franchise, and that's trade him for the best package. And if that's the case, there's an opportunity knocking for the Sixers to do something that that really they've been trying to do for the better part of five or six years, which is find the lead ball handler to pair with Joel Embiid. And as time has gone on, I think the realization at least that I've had, and and I, I think a lot of people elsewhere have had, that Joel Embiid doesn't just need a running mate, doesn't just need a point guard. He needs a closer. He needs a shot maker. He needs an alpha. He needs the guy to take over and make him the clear number two if the Sixers are ever going to win anything significant. And they've tried. They've tried a lot of different kind of boxes here, whether it be Ben Simmons. Nope. Markel Fultz. Nope. Jimmy Butler. Good, but not. it just didn't work out here the way maybe it could have or maybe it was meant to be, but whatever. It didn't work. He went to Miami. And then it became James Harden. And there's a ceiling on that one. And now there's a hope in Philadelphia. It's Tyrese Maxey. And look, I like Tyrese Maxey. Tremendous pick where the Sixers got him. He's a good player. I think he'll continue to be a good player. His improvement from where he was as a rookie a couple years ago to shooting, you know, especially his three-point shooting to where it is now, tremendous. And, and there's a real chance he continues to grow and he becomes 24, 25-point-per-game guy and an NBA All-Star at some point. But guess what he's not going to be? Dame Willard. Ever. He's never going to be Dame Lillard. And he's even if he has a chance to be close to it, he's probably not going to be that in the next few years. The Sixers have an opportunity here to, to land Dame Lillard. And as I as I look around, you know, the NBA at, at who is reportedly interested. So you have the Miami Heat, and and it seems like all the reporting out there is like, well, the, the Blazers don't really like what the Heat have to offer. Okay, so maybe they get a third team involved, but they don't really love it. And it's almost like they're just going to send him there because Dame says send me there. And then you know, you throw in the Brooklyn Nets. They could probably do it, but are, is that a team Dame is going to give his blessing towards? Is he, you know, if we come to a point where Miami is just not good enough with their offer, and, and the Blazers say, "Dame, it's not going to happen," does he really want to go to Brooklyn? Maybe. I mean, he's talked about them. He likes Bridges, but I don't think they have enough even with him and Bridges. You go to the Sixers, and you have Joel Embiid, who, for all my criticisms of him, he was the NBA MVP, and I think players in the league look at him like, "Hey, he's a really good player." I, I could play with that guy. So the Sixers, among the teams that have been named, they, they have the best young player that is potentially on the table, and that is Max. And I say potentially because of the nonsense that's been out there the last couple of days, obviously put into the atmosphere by Daryl Morey, that the Sixers aren't going to trade him. That you know the the Brian Windhorst thing the other day was just, I mean, it was just showmanship to the to the nth degree by Windhorst on you know whatever he was on on ESPN, one of the podcasters shows, talking about how they wouldn't trade him. What was the line like? Uh, prime 25-year-old uh, LeBron James, lose our number. Like the idea they wouldn't trade Maxi for Jordan 
or LeBron or Giannis is is so beyond silly. It's 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 just nuts. Like of course you would. And no, Lillard isn't LeBron, and he's not Michael, and he's not Giannis, but he is a seven-time All-NBA player. He just averaged third over 32 points per game. And a couple things make this to where it's a no-brainer. And and I actually believe if the Sixers, if we find out as time goes along, the Sixers passed this up, that they really wouldn't trade Maxi Form. And had they done it, they would have landed Dame. I think it'll go down as one of the biggest what ifs or regrets or mistakes in, in Sixers franchise history. That's how good Dame still is. And then you factor a couple other things. Number one, if he goes to Miami, let, let's just say it plays out or he goes to Miami or the Celtics get involved or he just comes east to a team that's already good, Celtics, Heat, you know, you know, one of those kind of teams. Well, then it's over. Like the Sixers already operate in a world where over the last, you know, five years, they have been at times considered the top of the East, but really that they've been more towards the three, four range consistently. That That's what they've been. They've kind of hung out in that three, four range and every you can kind of squint and say, maybe they get to the finals, but that's not who they are. And you know, the Raptors had a nice run. They've obviously fallen off, but the three I'm talking about in, in the last few years that have been right there with the Sixers, most wins, you know, fighting for the one seed all year. And then it shakes out the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they're better than the Sixers. The Boston Celtics, they're obviously better than the Sixers. They beat them all the time. And the Miami Heat, who, yes, it, it's convenient now to say, well, they were just an eight seed. They were the one the year before that, and they were in the finals in the bubble. So they've been consistently a contender in this conference. If you put Dame Lord on the Heat with Jimmy Butler, and I know they're subtracting some parts, but if that if the Sixers allow that to happen, it's over. The East, it's over because Miami is no longer like that well, we'll see what they do in the regular season versus the playoffs. No, they'll be a 50-something win team. Like, just lock it in. The Bucks with Giannis, lock that in. And we know the Celtics have been well over 50 the last couple of years, trip to the NBA Finals, all these Eastern Conference Finals. The Sixers will enter next season at best fourth, at best fourth, and that's with, you know, things going the right way. I mean, who knows if the Cavaliers are, are taking another step or whatever, or, or the Nets, if they make a move to put alongside Bridges. Like the, the Sixers could fall to 5-6 easily in the Eastern Conference. So whatever this window is to get to the finals, to win the finals, to capitalize on having a player like Joel Embiid you know, during his prime, it's going to evaporate. So letting this go away, not pursuing Dame Lillard is, is ridiculous. And it also – it would put the Sixers in a spot where their chances to win the East are dead, dead on arrival. And most years, that's not the feeling entering the season. It's, I think, fair and skeptical, you know, fair skepticism around the team. That can they really do this? Are they really going to win in the playoffs? But, you know, you could the odds for the Eastern Conference to start the season, the odds for the NBA title, they're always in the mix. If Dame comes East to one of the three top teams ahead of the Sixers anyway, it's over. Dead on arrival, the Sixers window is dead. So that that's the first thing that jumps out. Like you can't pass this up and you can't let the other teams in the East, specifically Miami, get better. The second thing is, is windows. Like I always think in sports, it's all sliding doors. It's windows. And the Sixers are in a weird spot right now where Tyrese Maxey, although very good and, and certainly promising, his window doesn't match up with Joel Embiid's window. And, and I, what I mean by that is like when he'll be really ready to win a championship. Typically, the one, two, or three on a title team are not as young. And, and there's some outliers, but it's typical. They're not as young as Maxi is now. It's more like 
28, 29, 30, 31. Grown-ups win championships in the NBA, not kids. Dame Lord's a grown-up. Joel Embiid should be a grown-up, but at least age-wise, he is a grown-up. Like those two fit together age-wise to go win a title way more than Maxi and, and Embiid does. And look, maybe Maxi gets there. Maybe three or four years from now, Maxi is a third-team All-NBA guard. He is an all-star. He's averaging 24 and a half, 25 points a game. And he's looked at as, you know, one of the 20 or so best players in the league. That that is certainly possible. But by that time, Joel Embiid is 33. Is he as good as he is now? Probably is not. And then you start thinking, well, is he good enough at this point? Is he, is he still great at this point to help Tyrese Maxey, even if Maxey ever reached that level? So it's got to match up. And I don't think it does. I Tucker, I can't believe, and, and frankly, I, I think a lot of the stuff out there this weekend is Daryl Morey just playing games because he probably thinks right now Maxi doesn't want to cut. I mean, uh, Lil doesn't want to come here, so why put the Maxi stuff out there if it's going to hurt the kid's feelings? Because he's probably going to be back anyway. But like, if they really wouldn't trade Maxi for Dame, it's insane. Yeah, it just it makes no sense. And Damian Lillard is the guy that you hope and pray. Tyrese Maxey turns into, you know, like you said, three, four, maybe five years down the line. And I see a lot of people compare. Well, look at uh, what Lillard did his his third season compared to Maxey. Maxey averaged 20 points per game this year. I think Lillard was between 21 and 22. And, and sure, that's true. But Damian Lillard's making all-star teams by this point, right? And he was up to 25, 26 points per game by the time he was 24 years old. And even though Tyrese Maxey is young, my big thing, and you hit on it, is the timeline. Like, if you're committed to building a championship team around Joel Embiid, I just don't see how Tyrese Maxey necessarily fits with that timeline. Like, if he's going to hit his peak, you know, four years from now, five years from now, that's great. But it doesn't fit with Joel Embiid because if you're building around him and if you're worried about, you know, how can we build a contender in the next two, three, four years, waiting on a guy who's not going to hit his peak in the in that um that window just doesn't really make any sense. And if you're Joel Embiid and you see them building around it and kind of think about what Damian Lillard just did in Portland, where he said, Hey, I don't want the third overall pick. So I'm on, you know, please get someone here who can help me win a title this year. And they obviously drafted somebody. And now he wants out. I don't think Joel Embiid's going to, you know, throw a fit if they say, Hey, it's you and Tyrese. Good luck, bud. But I do think this team maybe takes a step backwards this year and maybe next year. And, you look at what Tyrese Maxey has done, as much fun as he is to watch, he got shut down in the playoffs. Like, he really struggled against Boston in, in most of that series to make an impact. I think he had 30 points in one of the games they won and 26 in another. But I just look at what he did in the postseason. He just disappears. And it's not his fault. Like, young players tend to struggle in the postseason. It tends to take a little while for them to kind of figure it out and as – cliches it is to say it is a, a different brand of basketball and the Celtics are really good at limiting him in the open court but if he's going to be that kind of player I don't need regular season players on the team right you, you need a guy like Damian Lillard who can create your own shot who can you know work in the half court who in the final two minutes of the game you know he's going to get a shot off and you're not going to get blocked or whatever it may be it just it makes no sense and we did this last year where I love Tyrese Maxey the idea that people wouldn't trade him for Kevin Durant last year, they wouldn't trade him for Damian Lillard now, I just don't get it. Like, as much fun as he is to watch, and maybe you have a closet full of Tyrese Maxey jerseys and you don't want them to go out of style, but my goodness, I mean, this is a seven-time All-NBA guy. He averaged 32 points per game a year ago. He, he's a legitimate All-NBA player every year he plays if he's healthy. 
there's no reason that if the Blazers called Daryl Morey tomorrow and said, hey, we'll swap Lillard for Tyrese Maxey, I mean, Daryl Morey should drive Tyrese Maxey to the airport. Like, it shouldn't be a question. Yeah, it, yeah it, 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 it's so easy that it feels crazy. Like, that that's where I'm at. Like, of course you trade Tyrese Maxey for Dame Lillard. Everything Tucker said is spot on. One other thing I want to hit on, because I've seen this brought up and, and talked about on WIP as a reason why the Sixers – may not want to do this. They may not want to travel down this road. It's it's pretty clear through all the reporting that Dame Lillard wants to go to Miami. And and my retort to that is, I don't care. I mean, I, I just, I don't care. That, that's great he wants to go to Miami. He's not a free agent. If he wanted to go to Miami that bad, he would have not signed this last contract, became a free agent. He could have went to Miami on his own. He has four years left on his contract. And I've got two examples for you of why this just doesn't matter. Number one, is Kawhi Leonard a couple years ago in Toronto. I mean, he made it as clear as day to anyone. He was signing a year from his last season of his contract in Los Angeles. No one knew Clippers or Lakers, but he was going to Los Angeles. It was just everyone knew that. And the Raptors said, all right, we'll still trade for him. And they won an NBA title with Nick Nurse, by the way, as their head coach. And from the Nick Nurse book, which we talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast, Kawhi was a pro. He said he was in. He said he'd give him a year. It was like this thing everyone kind of realized, but – he gave him his all for a year, and they won a championship. Dame doesn't even have that. It's not like he is, can get out of his contract in a year. He's got nowhere to go. If he gets traded to the Sixers, he's a Sixer. Like, what is he going to do, pout and sit out? So that's one. And two, I think sometimes history, just it's instructive in the NBA. The, the way this usually works is the team that trades the young player for the established star almost always wins the deal. Almost always. So don't be afraid of Maxi coming back to burn the Sixers. If you get the best player, if he's that good – you win the deal. And the second thing is one of those deals that I'm referencing, it, it's it, this reminds me so much of Kevin Garnett's exit from Minnesota. You know, kind of a, a small market franchise drafts this amazing player and he gives them 10, 11, 12 years of greatness. And, you know, he, he becomes one of the greatest players in franchise history. Obviously, Garnett joined a, a relatively new NBA franchise, so he's the best wolf of all time. Wolf, wolf, whatever he is. He's a great Timberwolves player, obviously. And Lillard, one of the great players of all time. But at some point, both parties realize it's not going to work. We're not going to win here. We'll send you off somewhere else. I, I pulled it up. Mark Stein, who now does his Substack thing, but at one point was ESPN, right? This is an article from June 21st, 2007. Wol Here's the headline. Wolves, Celtics trade talk. Garnett says, forget it. Garnett wanted to go to the Suns. He wanted to go to Phoenix. That was his preferred destination. And he basically threatened, because he had one year left on his deal, he could have opted out after the first year, to just leave Boston after a year, kind of like Kawhi. But the Celtics did it anyway, because it was Kevin Garnett, and they were trying to win a championship. And then guess what happened? Garnett fell in love with Boston. He won a championship in his first year, and obviously stayed there for a long time until the trade to the Nets all those years later. But finals, Easter Conference finals, finals appearance. He, you know, he became a legend in Boston, and he's I think the biggest reason they have a title since the Larry Bird days. Like, they only have one. It's Kevin Garnett. It, it's very similar to this. I don't care what Dane Lillard wants. If you can get him for Maxi, you do it. And remember back then, Al Jefferson, very promising 20, 21-year-old center, came out of high school. They averaged like 16, 17 points a game in a very young age. He was looked at as a major piece, and he went to, he went to Minnesota, had a nice career. But the Celtics got Kevin Garnett. And I think we're dealing with the same exact thing right now. Maxi is this version of Jefferson. 
and Garnett's this version of, of uh, Lillard, if, if they really don't like the Miami offer, Darren Morio's to himself and the Sixers to offer up Tyrese Maxey and to get this deal done, it, it could change the Sixers franchise forever. I mean, it could change Joel Embiid's career forever. It could change Darren Morio's legacy forever. Yes, you absolutely trade Tyrese Maxey to go get Dan Lillard. Appreciate everyone watching, listening today. Back soon, of course, WIP Daily. Follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe. And on the 94 WIP YouTube page, thanks so much for listening.